2022 has been a challenging year for CPA firms, but what issues are keeping CPAs and their firms up at night? This is the Issues Watch podcast. Hi, I'm Don Meyer, Chief Marketing Officer at the New Jersey Society of CPAs, and welcome to the Issues Watch podcast. The AICPA's Private Companies Practice Section, or PCPS, has been asking accounting firms to rank their top issues since 1997. The Top Issues Survey asks firms to identify both the top challenges they currently face and the concerns they believe will most impact their practices over the next five years. The survey provides practitioners with a sense of current and potential future trends and helps confirm their own assumptions about critical concerns for firms like their own. The survey also helps firms begin thinking about proactive solutions. With me here today to help you make sense of all of this is Edgar Espinoza, Senior Account Manager at Taxdome, an NJCPA partner that offers simple, powerful solutions to manage your practice. Welcome, Edgar. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, we're thrilled that you're here. Um, so it's no surprise that uh, the study revealed that finding qualified staff was cited as a top challenge for firms of all sizes. Since it doesn't seem like this challenge is going away anytime soon, how can firms use technology to overcome staffing challenges? Yeah, so it's certainly not impressive. Uh, you know, I think finding and keeping uh, qualified staff has been a major concern for a lot of firms, uh, some say for more than a decade now. And, and now that technology has become an indispensable part of uh, modern business. Everybody's first thought when it comes to to overcoming staffing challenges, uh, at least that I uh, that I have heard, is setting automation in place. And although, generally speaking, it is one hundred percent possible to automate a a good chunk of the tax and accounting processes, I think at some point you also have to recognize the contribution of human input, and so. You know, this is something oftentimes is forgotten when we talk about automation, right? Because we see it as a replacement of the human uh, touch point, but it's actually more like a contribution to it. So, and so I think, um, you know, after you recognize what is the contribution of, of, of human input, um, for example, when you, when you talk about automating uh, mundane or repetitive tasks that do not require a lot of criti critical and logical thinking, uh, then you can start you know, thinking about the tools you're going to use um, to kind of, uh, you know, use to to uh, really contribute and really start streamlining your processes. And so I do agree that process automation can help you with overcoming staffing challenges. But then if you if you want to talk about how it, how it can actually help, uh, well, really, there is a wide range of of things that, that firms can start automating. I think, you know, just to, to list a few examples here, we can we can automate um, something that, that I help firms actually automate is weekly, quarterly, monthly reminders, uh, status updates. You know, you can start from the very very simple things, and and then you can you can go a little bit more complex, and you can talk about you know OCR based data entry, for example, which is a you know a little bit more complex to set in place. But you should always start simple, and uh, and you can automate you know things that are repetitive like uh, automated reminders document requests, internal task management, uh, very, very important. Uh, client tasks as well, very important. And the list continues to, to go on. Uh, and so it really all comes down to the fact that you have to embrace technology and, and automation 
as a means to reduce your workload, uh, of course. And then that will help you not only, I mean, keep your keep your staff, right? But also attract new staff that are uh, more keen to using technology. And, and, and that, that's something I think firms are starting to see more where staff is already expecting the firm to have, uh, you know, uh, digital tools in place. So, you know, very, very important to, to embrace technology and, and automation. And then, of course, uh, you, this technology ultimately is going to help you reduce stress, uh, maintain productivity, and, and ultimately reduce the, uh, the need for more staff as you continue to scale and, and grow the business, which I think, you know, everybody wants to focus on, on growing the business. So very, very important. Right. Well, I think, uh, especially these days in public accounting, reducing stress is definitely a key element for uh, both partners as, as well as staff. Um, do you find that, uh, I think conceptually everybody would agree that utilizing technology, whether it's for automation or for other reasons, is important. Do you find that, th- find that there are kind of demographic barriers that y- you know, younger folks are coming into uh, public accounting um, expecting a certain level of technological advancement in the workplace, but perhaps are getting pushback from um, older professionals who have, have you know, been in place for 30, 40 years. Uh, maybe they're thinking, well, this is, you know, it's always worked and, you know, we don't need to change. Do you find that there's some, uh, some demographic barriers? I mean, that, that, that really varies. Uh, I don't think there's like a, a specific uh, demographic barrier, uh, but I think, I mean, th- this is something you should always expect. Younger folks, uh, younger professionals will expect uh, technology to be in place, and if and if and if it's not in place, then it, you know they they'll probably just not join the team. Uh, first of all, uh, but you know, but I've seen other more optimistic younger professionals that you know they they join firms that don't have uh, automation or any any digital tools in place, and and then they're the ones to actually uh, push for this technology and and. Um, uh, I have been personally able to to work with a with a good a good number of uh, young professionals, helping you know firms that have been in business for thirty years uh, put automation or or digital tools in place, and it's it's been a challenge actually, because uh, because uh, you know some firms don't don't have the the in house resources, and, and some, sometimes it is just a, a little bit challenging to you know to start from the very beginning, especially when the business has been you know operating for for you know, decades now. Right, right. And and we had, about five years ago, we started hearing about, um, I don't know if you would call it reverse mentoring, because traditionally we think of an older professional mentoring a younger professional. But in the case that you were talking about, um, younger professionals mentoring more experienced professionals because they might have more experience with various technologies. It could be a smartphone. It could even be social media. So we, we have seen that, particularly in public accounting, where, where younger staff people are actually tutoring or mentoring um, more, more seasoned, more professional uh, professionals. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, just another uh, another way that that I've, I've seen firms actually use technology in order to to overcome these staffing challenges is um you know th- and this is something that I see very very few people talking about and it's uh, adopting a KPI strategy. Now this is something I I, I personally actually faced uh, in this company that I work for now um, because it's it's it, it is true that you cannot fix what you cannot see right and so getting just real time visibility over those key performance uh, performance indicators can definitely uh, give the firm and and you know the the owners a window to a to a whole world of opportunities and not only to to 
you know, to, to see what's, you know, what can be fixed, but this is also going to help you optimize workflows, enhance productivity, you know, and there's, there's a lot more benefits to it. But uh, so if you're able to establish a, a baseline, you have set, set goals for yourself as a, as a owner, uh, for your team, for your different teams. And, and then if you're able to monitor performance, as you continue to make adjustments, of course, uh, implementing digital uh, KPIs, uh, and digital is a keyword here, um, it, you know, this strategy is just going to help you analyze what's working and, and what isn't. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. All right, just getting back to the, the PCPS study, um, one of the things it pointed out was among firms with six to 10 professionals, so sort of like that, um, I guess, small yeah, small firm, maybe leaning towards midsize, um, firms with six to 10 professionals, the capability to adapt to changing client needs was actually, that took first place, was the number one uh, cited uh, issue. Um, what kind of workflow or automation tools can, can CPAs take advantage of to free up time and better manage increases and changes in, in billable work? Well, I think here we can continue to talk about what automation can actually be helpful for because, you know, I mean, you can talk about which tools you're going to use specifically, unless you already know what 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 pieces of your business processes you can actually automate. So, so, and th this is something I continue to see uh, very re repetitively, in which uh, firms, you know, don't know which parts of their processes are, are actually, you know, there there's where there's actually an opportunity for automation. So, start by by outlining each and every business process, uh, and and you know, with the help of a if you want to, if you want the help of a consultant, and this is also uh, very common as well, where firms, you know, hire an outside consultant uh, to help them, you know, implement automation, or, or, or you know, our colleague or your own or your own staff uh, can help you with this. But you know, take some time and highlight those tasks that are uh, mundane and, and repetitive. And once you have this, you know, once once you have these tasks uh, highlighted and you know your your business process is outlined, you can start. Researching uh, tools online, I, I think the, the the most basic things uh, you can start doing is uh, use a tool for project management, and it, this tool for project management is going to help you. Uh, like I said, you know, uh, build this framework or start um, uh, uh, creating a, a your business processes in, in a visual manner, so you can see each and every step of of that way. Um, you will then be able to see uh, bottlenecks, and then you can start. You know, if, if you see a bottleneck where new client onboarding, uh, you know, there's a specific step in new client onboarding that requires, let's say, uh, a lot of, you know, human interaction or a lot of effort uh, from the firm, they can start into, you know, uh, looking into tools that are going to help you uh, overcome those challenges in, in, you know, in that piece of your processes. But again, uh, start by actually outlining your processes and, and then start, you know, researching tools that are going to help you with that. Great, great. Um, now, emerging technologies uh, scored the highest with firms employing 21 to 50 professionals, so starting to get up into a, a larger size firm. Uh, but in fact, uh, emerging tech made the top five for firms of all sizes, and it's it's actually been there in this study for, for quite some time. Um, now, what do you find that firms struggle with more? Is it selecting what, what technology to buy, or is it the actual implementation of that technology, so they do they not know what to get, or do they not know what to do with it once they get it? I mean, that is that is a great question. First of all, um, I think that <laughs> I think what they struggle with the most is, uh, I mean, this is I think 
the actual implementation uh, that they struggle with the most. But but I also think that nobody, I mean, nobody struggles as much as they should when it comes to selecting the technology they implement. Mm. And and so, you know, vetting technology and evaluating the technology and, you know, seeing what it's for, uh, seeing its full capabilities, features, and, and just, you know, something very basic, just understanding what, what your firm actually needs. It's, it's, I think, the most important thing and, and not enough, not enough uh, professionals to spend enough time um, evaluating what's, what, you know, what is it that they actually, that they actually need. Um, and so a lot of, you know, a lot of us just go, go online and just ask different colleagues what, what they are using, right? Um, and then we just, you know, we just go with, you know, whatever they, they're using or we just, you know, we just take those options because we, you know, we've heard others are using it. Uh, but it's so important to just evaluate what you, uh, what your business needs and, and then start looking yourself for, for tools uh, that are going to cater to those needs. Um, and then, of course, I mean, implementation is, is, like I said, what I've seen most firms struggle a lot with. Uh, like, and, and, you know, one of the reasons is, again, they don't have enough uh, in-house resources uh, for implementation of a new software. And so, and then it, then that leads to another you know, another thing in, a, in a, another, actually another problem, which is uh, when firms hire outside help to implement uh, technology or, you know, new apps uh, into their, to their business processes. And then, you know, what that, what that comes down to is the firm doesn't have full understanding of, of you know, what was implemented or, or how it was implemented. Right. And so then there's another need for, uh, learning and training the staff, uh, you know, with the new technologies that w- that were put in place, and so, I mean, uh, so doing this yourself is very important. Uh, doing doing it with your team, and you know, just finding appropriate training uh, plans or 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 you know, creating a, a training plan for your team is is very important as well. Great. Now, I think it's a great point uh, that you made about uh, getting buy-in or input from junior staff, the people that probably will actually utilize the technology or the software that you're buying. But a lot of times these decisions are made at a uh, senior level, a high level because of the dollars we're talking about. But oftentimes those individuals don't get input from the folks that are actually going to be using the technology or the software to make sure that they're comfortable with it, finding out they have questions and, and so forth. So I think, I think that's a great point. Yeah, that's actually has that actually has been um, uh, a very... Let's say, I mean, it's 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 something that we've been able to see here at our uh, software company, just because we we actually gather data um, from the staff that actually uses our software, for example, and uh, uh, you know we get a lot of great feedback uh, from staff, and and it's you know the it's it's a uh, feedback that's going to help us, con- for example, continue to develop our our software product. Uh, but then we ask the you know the managing partners or you know, the, the, the business owners, and they don't have as much feedback because, of course, they, they haven't been using uh, the technology or, you know, um, yeah, very important to, to actually ask the team, you know, how they're doing. Uh, this is something we as a company are able to do. Uh, but then, you know, uh, firms that are using multiple tools should definitely ask you know, their junior members or, the, you know, their, their staff that are, that are using the, the, the applications, you know, what's their feedback, you know, what are the, the suggestions? And, and then and ultimately you know, provide that to, the software company to see if there's an opportunity for, you know, for enhancement. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point. 
Uh, we're approaching the end of the year, uh, so I'm going to ask you to get your crystal ball out. Um, as you look to the future, what kind of new tools or information should CPAs and firms be looking at to strengthen their practices and, and better serve clients? Well, I think um, I think here it's it's very important to just uh, you know try to stay up to date uh, when it comes to to the news to to what's out there. I know it's this is this is something that's very very hard to do. Especially when you know when when you're when you're that busy during the you know just in the heat of the busy season, it's it's very very hard um, to keep up with so many so many emerging technologies, so so much information, uh, and of course you know c- continuously increasing client needs. So to try to uh, try to stay up to date, join communities, join different communities, um, ask for support. <laughs> I see a lot of um, you know groups uh, on social media where. You know, there are very interesting discussions about different client situations, about um, how, you know, how others are managing their own practice, uh, what tools they are using. Uh, you know, you can just, you know, you know what's the power of social media, you know, it's, it's very, very easy to just start a discussion on the tools that you're using. Just, you know, um, I've seen posts where uh, a firm just posts their, the, you know, their tech stack, literally just every every tool they use, and just just ask others others what they think. Uh, and so, just you know, getting input is so easy. And then, I mean, the, I mean, the harder part would be just utilizing this input, and then you know, to actually make make changes uh, or adapt uh, based on it. But you know, just try to try to you uh, try to join communities, try to ask others what they're using. I try to vet tools more often. Uh, evaluate your your software um, at least at least once a year. This is something uh, that's you know that that we that we as as a software company actually do with our own customers. Uh, try to evaluate it every every year. Uh, try to see if there is a need for a change, and uh, and just you know just do this uh, iterative process in which you you continue to evaluate your own processes and your own tools. Right. And I think that's a great point. And I'll, I'll plug our own communities here at the NJCPA. I mean, that's why you belong to an organization like ours, right? So that because you're part of a community of, of peers and like-minded professionals. And we have a number of communities um, through the society that our members can take advantage of to do exactly what you're talking about, to ask questions, ask opinions, uh, get feedback before you make any decisions. So I think that's a, that's a great point, and a great way to, uh, to wrap up. Uh, Edgar, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, you are very welcome. And again, thank you for having me. Very, very happy to be here. Great. Thank you. Thank you all for listening and watching. The NJCPA partners with TaxDome to help growing firms and sole practitioners go paperless, automate admin tasks, and get paid faster. For more information, visit taxdome.com. For a complete list of NJCPA member benefit providers, visit njcpa.org slash marketplace.